goes in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. Before we begin this week's podcast, I'd just like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we meet, the uh, mining industry. Okay, that's very different from how I was going to start it. <laughs> I was going to start with this like random rose petal I just found on the table. I was going to be like, oh my God, like, do you feel like you're an American beauty? Oh, that that can only make me Kevin Spacey. <laughs> well. Oh. <laughs> I am a middle-aged guy trying to get fit. Oh my god, okay, that was not the F word I thought you were going to go with for a minute and I was like, controversy, straight out the gate. Wow. Wow. Woo. There's there's no Me Too's waiting to happen with me. I'm pretty confident. Oh my god, I try to get some like Me Too like <laughs> happening around the office but everyone just runs as soon as they see me. I don't get close enough to like Me Too them. It's because you deal with people whose job is evidence. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> They know the power of a paper trail. Oh, the things we do. Oh, my God. You know what? That is so weird. Speaking of a of a paper trail, tell an amusing anecdote while I bring up the story for which... jukebox. I don't just have amusing anecdotes that you just... That you just press me and outcome anecdotes. That's bullshit. I've worked with you. Your job is literally you just you just sat next to me and told anecdotes. Anyway, anyway, it's too late. I've already hit the buttons. Okay. You know, we talk about things and we often ask questions on the like stuff that we don't understand. That is a horrible simplification, but yes, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, everyone's into nuclear physics, all right? Anyway, so we asked the question. It came up. If you remember, we had a conversation about poo sticks. About how we were yeah. genuinely horrified because, like, I worked with a dude who was all like, oh, and you're poo stick. And we were like, and that uncovered stories of turd knives and things like that. Yeah. And, and like, and he would, yeah. And he went on to proceed the story of like how he would like whack at the poo with a stick yeah. and be like, everyone have like a fancy and their family had like a silver plated like everyone came out with their stories and my axe yeah, <laughs> yeah my poo stick ew <laughs> and my bow ew, ew. very different lord of the rings oh he <laughs> i know the sound a man makes when he poos destroy it destroy my ring thank you christopher Lee. destroy it Isildur. um we actually had some feedback from one of our listeners. Yeah. Okay. I feel like, sh- I know, I don't want to name them. No. Because they may not want people knowing about their poo stick. First name. Surely if they're like a Sean or a James, that narrows it down to fucking no one. It's Ian. Ian, okay. That's the, fine. Okay, the, the kind-hearted, broken-hearted <laughs> octopus has sent us a, a, a text message who's recently had a birthday. So happy birthday, Ian. Oh, nice. And come to the show, you lazy bastard. <laughs> um, okay, re-poo-sticks. This is what he's actually said. Hi, Liz and John. Re-poo-sticks. When... We were first married and living in... Oh, my God. Why is the text so small? I swear to God. Why is it so small? Why can't I not make it bigger? I know, especially considering you're not a day over 25. This is 
just bizarre. I know. Um, living in... Do you want me to read this? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the terrible lighting in here. Oh, fuck. This, you do realise that these screens are backlit. This is not a scroll. We're not looking at it with a candle. I don't... We're not using AI to read the bloody Dead Sea Scrolls like that one that just did. Oh, we found the Greek word for purple. Well done. Well done. I'll read this out. Fine. Okay. My poo stick. Hi, Liz and John. Regarding poo sticks, best email you've ever had in your entire life. That one That one did not need to be an email. I know. That- there were all the email like things and I'm like, I'm not going to. I'm going to click straight to the head of the Regarding pile. Regarding poo sticks. And it's not like someone just like, do you want to represent Manscaped? <laughs> oh, my, do you know how many offers we get? It's either goth jewellery yeah. or coats for cats. To be honest, they've got us down pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good targeting. <laughs> All right. Regarding poo sticks, mm. when we were first married and living in Stevenage, I think it's Stevenage or Stevenage in the UK, our toilet didn't have a very powerful flush. Oh, blame the Irish. We used to keep a bamboo stick in the toilet with a brush that could be employed to uh, break up the reluctant turds. Reluctant turd. That That's the name of my fucking autobiography. Well, the- that's... Oh, my God. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie Murphy in the middle between saying fag in the 80s, <laughs> because literally all he would just... just fag, fag. Yeah. Um, he did... I just remember he did this one. He just did this whole bit about when you flush the toilet, and there's that one little corner of poo that just won't go away and keeps coming back. Yeah, and the- him just having a whole conversation with it of like, "What do you want, poo? What do you want?" The little Kelly Slater turd that just keeps catching waves. Just woo, yeah, yeah punching okay. sharks. Yeah. So they would keep a bamboo stick near the toilet brush that could be employed to uh, break up the reluctant turds that were too big or firm. Oh, oh, that's a British diet there's issue. There's great that's... British bake-off right there for you. Oh. Oh. What have you made? Mutton. <laughs> I've made mutton. With my ass. Oh, there we go. Introduce some uh, lemon juice into that diet, you oh. fucking scally rat. Okay. Vegetables. Vegetables. They were too big or too firm to make it around the U-Ben. A machete would have been overkill. I can just imagine a British person in a pith helmet just, what's with all the snakes in India? I just went straight to like Danny Trejo as machete. (laughs) Machete the poo stick. (laughs) A machete would have been overkill, but a nice thin stick was perfect. Like, Like you're being caned at a boarding school. Yeah. It wasn't used for breaking off long poops as they emerged from Satan's eye, but only, oh my God, but only after the large sub-aqua cables had been laid and were bound for the coast. Oh my God, the fucking Dunkirk was a very different experience for this person. All I'm thinking is, sh- uh, all I'm thinking is Jaws 2. With just, like, <laughs> Jaws biting that giant cable, which apparently might have just been an English turd. So apparently there is a game called Poo Sticks, P-O-O-H. Not as pervy or as ploptastic as it sounds. Thanks, Ian. But that's, to be honest, I'm kind of even more disappointed because the last thing that I want from my Poo Stick like, game is a mediocre experience. Yeah, I mean, this is from a country where one of their prime ministers fucked a dead pig. Like, surely their Poo Stick game is... On point. On point, yeah. Oh. oh, my God. 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 Gamer squeal. 
Oh, you know what's coming soon to our screens? No. Oh, my God. And again, it doesn't affect me, although I do want to do a huge shout out to our listener who guested me their login passwords to their streaming service. Oh, my God. That's the fucking lowest form of Patreon. That is the best form of Patreon. It's pretty good. Oh, my God. Coming. Hang on. I get dick pics. Yes. And you get, like, login details for streaming services. Yes. So we both get what we're interested in. It's like it's like the gender roles have been reversed. Someone's going to send you this. Sports oh, league. seriously! You like live in a in the woman's world for five minutes. Suddenly, oh, it's too much. I'm oppressed. <laughs> I worry when you drink this much, he might hit me again. Thousands of years of oppression. Um. Anyway, so. Oh my god, no, gamer squeal. Oh my god, like I've almost like hurt myself like with my eye, my winking eye again. I'm so excited. Coming soon to Netflix, because we've known for years, years that this would be the greatest streaming show ever. Yeah. If it was made, uh-huh. it's soon coming to our screens via Netflix. Yes. Guess which game they finally made into a series. Honestly, my gaming knowledge ends with the Amiga 500. So, I'm going to guess I'm going to guess Call of Duty. Crash Bandicoot. Fucking Super Mario. The Great Gianna Sisters. I don't I don't know. Before I kill myself, one of the greatest games groundbreaking truly i know people say that all the time but truly one of the most groundbreaking uh games that has ever existed elite the space commerce game that was bioshock everyone sounds like a vibrator you've you've never oh oh Oh, my Lord. Okay. Bioshock is one of the most amazing, like, first person. Oh, my God. So, you... And it's set in this Art Deco kind of world in the 20s that's, like, 50,000 leagues under the sea. Like, your plane crashes in the middle of the ocean and you swim. There's a random lighthouse and you go into this, like, lighthouse. And then some crazy, like, Kardashian bitch, like, hopped up on roids is all like, Yeah, man! Yeah! And then you pretty much have to, like, fight your way through this, like, underworld city where people have been, like, splicing themselves with these, like, weird abilities so that you can, like, shock people with electricity and just be like, ah, I'm going to set you on fire. Ah. Or my particular favourite, the bees. Not the bees, man. The bees. So this sounds like a particularly steampunk Jules Verne kind of thing. But you also have the choice is because what you need is kept within small children. So you have to make the ethical decision of will I steal from the children, which kills the children, or rescue the children while you fight your way through Big Daddy style through the city. I, I, now I know why so many people were red-pilled into thinking that there was like a commercial adrenochrome harvesting apparatus within the USA if this is part of a game. Yeah. You're, you're talking about QAnon the game. 
basically. <laughs> but no, Do we it, harvest baby cells? It is 100%. It is like a utopian. Picture if, if okay, if history changed yeah. and Trump got a time machine and went back to the 1920s. Yeah. And started his own, like, Trump universe, but 20,000 leagues beneath the sea. And then it's just filled with, like, mag supporters who are all like, ah, there will not be free healthcare, that's commie. Like, you literally have to pay for your healthcare, which is free upgrades, like shooting bees. Right. Yeah. Well, literally eating the children of the poor. And here's me thinking I was a nerd for wishing Firefly would come back. <laughs> or Farscape. But here we go. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. And you know what? It's also great when you're on a date, okay? Because No one who plays this game has ever dated. No, 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 no. no. Because if you, you sit someone down to play that game, because yeah. the first time you've got to make the decision, okay, do you rescue the little sister or do you harvest the little sister? I'm serious. Like, just take dating out of the equation here because we are talking about boners that have never been removed from their packaging. Anyone who pristine picks on harvest. the shelf, first gen, no recards, boners. Anyone who picks harvest straight away, red flag. Date them immediately unless they're going to unlock the achievement. Then all right. Um, but isn't that just like a learned behaviour, like a Tinder profile with a cat? Like, this will get me past the first fucking... This will get me past their first checkpoint. No, because, no, when it comes to your gaming history, you don't fuck around with right. that so shit. Right, there now, is no- right now, there are some fucking 4chan kids who are just like, we got to fuck this podcast host. <laughs> because you, that's your market. People who play, what's it called? Bioshock. Bioshock. Oh, my God. And it was the greatest for until Bioshock 2. <gasps> Amazing. I've never heard of it. Amazing. The third piece of piss. Well, eh, eh, eh. How old's this game? Oh, my God. Um, don't ask me questions. You know, I don't have... I've had Hendry. I don't know time. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. It could be, I don't know, 1846. So I'm going to... No, the, when the fuck the game came out, not when's it set. 1840? No, it's set like in the 1920s. Right. It's, it's very art deco. It is the sexiest. Honestly, you can just, like, you're underworld and you can look underwater, all the whales, and they're like, wah, wah, as, like, the crazy zombie children are walking okay. behind you. And you just stop and you watch the whales, wah, wah. Ah. Well, it, it doesn't sound like it's any street rod, too, but it does. Look, it sounds mildly interesting. I'll give it that. Never, it is I've so never, addictive. I've never heard of it. It is so addictive. It is like crack. Like every holiday I've ever had, you know, and I'm like, oh, finally I can like catch up on some gaming. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just kind of limber up. Maybe I'll just I'll just do a quick little bit of like Bioshock. So like, the next thing you know, it's two weeks. I haven't left the house. Like I haven't slept in like two weeks. And I'm just like, argh, yeah. argh. I'm surprised that I'm not the one out of us that's the gamer. <laughs> Like, I'm a fucking nerd from the bush yeah. with problematic attitudes towards women. Yeah. And yeah. Like, apparently, I'm not the gamer. Yeah. Like, how do you have a girlfriend? Problematic attitudes. I don't know. How do I not have a girlfriend? Oh, my God. Well, you could pretty easy if you wanted a oh, girlfriend. Oh, my God. That's like, I'm outraged. I was trying to explain to a friend of mine. Yeah. Who, someone else that we know, who, like, okay, while they were in a lesbian relationship, okay, yeah. have are now in a... 
like straight relationship, like moving in with the man. Okay. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm outraged. How dare that happen? And my friend's like, but like, like this, like this guy is like nothing like that you're interested in. Like he has no interest. Like he's, and I'm like, it's not the point. (sighs) It's the principle of the thing. Like, I don't want to date him. I wouldn't move in with him. I have no interest in him whatsoever. But I can still be outraged that other people are finding relationships while I'm single. Outraged. And that they're changing teams. Am I right, girlfriend? Well, no, there's not, no it's, not, it's not that. It's just oh. the fact of like other people like, oh my God, they're already in a relationship. They're moving to another relationship. How come I don't have a relationship? Admittedly, I haven't found anyone that I want a relationship with, but that's not the point. It's the principle. How dare they? <gasps> well, there's good news because we are, as of today, officially mm. booked into a regional tour. So we will be going to Auburn in the Clare Valley to the Woo! Rising Sun Hotel where you might find yourself a girlfriend. Wine country. Wine country. Very, very connected queer community. Beautiful mm-hmm. part of the world. You might find yourself a girlfriend. <gasps> if she's dressed as Lucy Lawless. Oh, yep. And Trust me, you and Lou are going to fight over her. Like, you know, like normally I wouldn't, but if it was like to save humanity. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, so there's that. And then we're going to go and appear at Okapos in Wyala, where you can find yourself a steel worker. Woo! Have your own little flash dance party. Oh, my God. We're <gasps> definitely booking different hotel rooms that night. That's how we're opening the show. One of us has to flash dance. One of us has to dance on and I, I'll pay money if it's you. I want you to do the opening from flash dance. Can I, yes. can, can I weld? No, I'll be the I'll weld, uh-huh. and you fl- you titty twirl on in your little like tank top. Oh, get on the chair. They're oh. serving food at this event. No, I don't don't no don't put yourself down like that, girlfriend. You've got a hot girlfriend. Lord knows how. So you've clearly got something going for you. So you work it, girlfriend. You work it. It's not a self esteem issue. I'm talking. About, I don't want to burn my man boobs on the hot pizza. <laughs> It's a wood oven pizza. I don't want to fall into that thing and reverse sour on myself. Okay, anyone out there listening, if you know how to address like the boob burn issues around a pizza <laughs> oven, please let us know at what's our what's realmothmen at gmail.com. Just send us an Instagram message. It's way more anonymous. You're fine. Or yeah. Yeah, at Gabin in the Woods on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, Just let do us that. let us know how John can flash dance without burning his titties. Yeah. If you're doing it at home, let us know. Choreography accepted. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be the best show ever. Two regional shows, hoping to lock in a third. Woo! Plus the Rhino Room, which we've also got the Rhino Room Holly, Hollywood. Halloween, spectacular on Friday the 27th at 9pm. Doors at 9, we start the show at 9.30, come along, there's going to be drinks, there's going to be dancing, all the fun stuff. Liz will get her on the red wines. Someone that plays Bioshock is getting fucked. Woo! With a handful of bees! Oh, did I take it too far? A bee-fisted hand job would be fucking the ultimate... Ultimate experience. For a Bioshock fan. Especially if you're Macaulay Culkin. Like, (laughs) how does this end? My girl. Oh, my God. Have you heard somebody, and it wasn't me. I'm not, I didn't come up with this idea. It was some random person on the internet has suggested that now that Macaulay Culkin is. (laughs) Is that a product made by Sally's? Macaulay Culkin. That's a gap filler. Isn't that his name? That's a flexible gap filler. Isn't that his name? That's Macaulay Culkin, not McCulkey Culkin. 
<laughs> it's like calling someone Bodie McBoatface. He's McCulkey McCulkin. <laughs> uh, oh dear. McCulkey <laughs> <laughs> McCulkin, right? That's a that's a gap filler product. That's. Oh, you load it into a gun. You seal your bathroom tires with corking McCorkin. <laughs> Scotland's finest. Scotland's finest non-silicon <laughs> based bathroom sealant. Corking McCorkin. <laughs> we used it to seal up Boaty McBoat face. <laughs> I'm drinking tea. Uh. <laughs> Corky McCorkin right? Corky McCorkin Because he seals up the gaps in his house He seals up the gaps in his house Oh my know. goodness Okay so someone has suggested That Okay now that he's an adult apparent They get Corky Okay but <laughs> No, but he has to make home alone. Okay. Home alone improvements. Oh, yeah. Except he has to defend the house against the purge. Oh, that's a fucking great idea. That's incredible. Hollywood, call us. I know we didn't invent it, but we're going to write it. How cool would that be? That's so good. Yeah. And just call it alone. And then we'll get like a Pesci and that other dude who's in stuff that I don't know his name. Yeah, like Joe Pesci in a Joe Pesci mask. Yes. Yeah. And you just, fucking wackadoo. I was going to say in a Ray Liotta mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Oh, and you just get them trying to like just break into the How fucking good would that be? That'd be amazing. Yes. And if you do just want to remember Ray Liotta for the fucking legend he was, just look, him up, Bear. look him up on YouTube talking shit about his co-stars. That dude gave zero fucks. Zero fucks. I mean, he also died prematurely from cocaine abuse, but allegedly. Happens to the best of a man. Him fucking, uh, what's the guy from The Sopranos? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tony, no. Tony Soprano is the character. Yes. Gandolfini. Uh, Gandolfini. I was going to say Paul Giamatti. That's that's a a different show. They all look the same. He was such a lovely teddy bear. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was on Sesame Street and everything. Doing coke. Apparently, like a real, uh, real union guy too. Like looked after all his um, co-stars and stuff. So nice. Yeah, Gandolfini yeah. lost, gone but not forgotten. Yeah, and on a side note, join a fucking union. I know there's shitty ones out there. There's very shitty ones. You know what? Let's get back to the days of like the fucking twenties, where everyone was in a union and fucking yeah. bosses would shit themselves. Yeah. It's ironic that the union that would protect us is so fucking hopeless that there's no point joining them. Oh yeah, no, seriously. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> That's like the union at my day job. Like, ugh. Yeah. <sighs> Join a union, though. Mm. On principle. Yeah. We'll get back to the good shit. <sighs> anyway. Um, on no note whatsoever. <laughs> on a brown note. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? Speaking of being desperate for a new future, craving a new future. Yeah. A better tomorrow. Yeah. Would you believe that totally brings us to the topic of this week? Thank goodness. This is why we should do two podcasts. (laughs) 
If you've got a name for our sh- for our talking shit side podcast, let us know at realmothman at gmail.com or send us a message on Insta. Woo! Poostick. Poostick. So, so far we've had the outhouse, which kind of doesn't work. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. It doesn't work. Come up with a better name. <laughs> yeah, it's on you. Yeah, it is. Fuckers. <laughs> let us down. Colky <sighs> McColkin, the podcast. <laughs> If you run an irreputable caulking business, <laughs> oh my god! I, I'm determined that we should not give up on Gabbard in the Woods dildos. By the way, when did we discuss that? Last week. I I, I grew up. Next they're door. happy and they're shaped like friendship. I grew they're up. They're wiggly ne- and they're shaped like friendship. That's right. I grew up next to a lead smelter. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look, you know what? Let's transport ourselves to 1989. Nice. Oh, yeah. I should have teased my hair. I should have had some sort of arpeggiator. Do, 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 Training to be, and once I say what he was training to be, you'll know what I was saying. Please tell me, he's craving a mortician. Training to be a pilot. Nice. In the United States Coast Guard. Craven the Raven. That works in bars. You ever played Bioshock? I'm Craven the Raven. Got my wings. That's Bioshock 3. Oh, sorry. Bioshock 3 is not getting you laid, but anyway. (laughs) Adele Vicini was four foot four and studying to be a mortician. I picked one of them. It wasn't long before the two were married and had two sons. Okay. If only they hadn't rushed, maybe they would have learned that one of them was sexually insatiable. Oh, what the kids? No, the. Adele and Stephen. Okay. Yeah. So she marries him and becomes a mortician. She becomes craven morticians. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> one of them was sexually insatiable and one of them was on the red-eye flight to Murderville. Okay. In this week's episode of He Did Belly and She Was a Scanner Boy Said to You Little Boy. Jesus. Or... Frequent fly her points. Okay. Or craven for justice. Ah, I like it. Yeah. There you go. You won it back at the end. Thank you. Thank you. Stephen was born in October of 1961 and flying was his passion. Nice. In 1989, he was training to be a pilot for the US Coast Guard in California. Training to be a pilot in California. Who else is getting as much pussy as this guy? You do realise that there's Hollywood rappers and professional sports people. Fine, be that way. Yeah. Women love a man in uniform. And Adele was no different. Hey. The two began a whirlwind romance and secretly married not long after meeting. Okay. The two had two sons quite quickly. 
Stephen went on to become a pilot. Mm -hmm. In 1992, and so Adele had finished her studies to become a mortician, but then hadn't carried it further. She was a she decided to be a stay at home mum. Yep, look after the brats. You can always pick up death later. Exactly. Yeah. In 1992, Stephen left the Coast Guard and got a job as a pilot for Delta Airlines so that he could spend more time with his family. And the family relocated to Edgewood, Kentucky, which was a 12-minute drive from the Cincinnati airport. Okay. Nice. 12-minute commute to work. It's pretty good. Mm. However, by the spring of 2000, the married couple were fighting. A lot. Yeah, kids will do that. So much so that the pair went to marriage counselling. The couple had gone to marriage counselling in previous years and it had worked enough for them to continue their relationship. And here they were back again. So that's what I'm just saying. Find someone who has similar interests. Some might see that as weakness. Others might point out that the willingness to receive counselling is a sign of strength. Hmm. Although maybe listen a little bit further on. <laughs> it's a fair assumption considering what we talk about. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um, the couple... <laughs> so the couple were now in counselling. Stephen complained that he felt pressured because Adele was overspending more than they had. Right. Okay. That's a, that's a legitimate, like, we've got to live in our lifestyle. Yeah. And Adele complained that Stephen was either complaining about her weight, get fucked. Yeah, get fucked. Like, she's given you two children. You pop out two children and then see how your little shitty body is doing. Yeah. All right? You ruin it for children. Eh. So he was either complaining about her weight or was trying to have sex with her. Make your mind up, dude. It's the yin and yang of um, domestic abuse. And you know what? Here's a, cl- here's a clue, okay, for like anyone out there. Men, women, chihuahua, it doesn't matter. If you want to have a lot of sex with your partner, yeah, that's not going to happen if you spend all your time criticizing their weight, their body, their attitude. You know what? If you want to have more sex, you know what? Every time that you're thinking something negative or, you know what? Say something nice to your partner because nobody well, now is having, yeah, say something nice to Lou right now. You've got beautiful hair. So you just changed the camera angle. Yeah, yeah, I think that was fair. That was pretty piss weak. I'm not um, gonna, I'm, you got choice tits, baby. Actually, I need to blow my nose. Say just say some loving stuff to like okay. Lou. Okay. Okay. You you've got a rock and rig that makes me wish I didn't have a job so I could stay home and make sweet love to you to Motley Crew every single day of the week, including Saturdays, which I will no longer go to the pub or fishing with my friends to add extra doinking time to our relationship. I'd leave you if Put that I was shit on a card. Put that shit on a card. No, that was literally the worst. Excuse me, I said fuck to Motley Crue. That is high praise. Ain't nobody getting their shit down to fucking Mick Mars unless they mean it. This is awkward. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
Yeah. So I'm just saying, if you spend all of your time like downgrading a person's, you know, self-worth, you can't then expect them to like be all like, yeah, sexy and we're going to get it on. Doesn't fucking work that way. Yeah. You know, if you want if you want someone to be like, oh, I want you to be all like positive and sexy and we're going to do it, then say sexy and positive things to them. So what would someone say to you in Bioshock speak? That's what I want to know. I would throw a fistful of bees at a child full of adrenochrome to see... For you. For you. To get you to the surface. Yeah. We'd have to add extra layers to the sea level that'd be so wet. (laughs) That would work. Fucking but here I'm saying Motley Crue. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. Woo! Is it getting hot in here? Oh, okay. So... Was complaining or trying to have sex with her. Yeah. But it turns out it may not necessarily be the amount of sex that Stephen wanted that offended Adele so much. Okay. But more the fact that he was trying to have sex with her. Oh, okay. Adele told a friend, oh, okay, what's Californian but I've moved to Kentucky? What's that accent? I don't fucking know. Like Johnny Depp. That's reverse. He was from Kentucky, moved to California. Yeah, no, that's that. Ah, oh, who's in Kentucky? Gold member? Not gold member. You know, gold finger. Isn't he from Kentucky? I don't know. Like it was um, English and Hunter moved S. Thompson to Kentucky? Was. Hunter S. Thompson was from Kentucky. Oh, I love the drugs. Um, <laughs> Great impersonation. <laughs> that's after he blew his brains out. Adele told a friend, <clears throat> share... I didn't want to have relations with him. <laughs> sexual relations. So in, in Kentucky, the phrase sexual relations may just refer to family. <laughs> <laughs> now at this point, her husband, again, yeah. could just refer to family. Yeah. At that point, it was making her skin crawl for him to touch her. Adele would often tell her friend that she wished for Stephen's plane to crash and kill him. Holy fuck, that is a definite, definite reaction. That's an alarm bell. That's an alarm bell. Mm. But also, this is a bit so... Like, don't mind the other fucking 200 people on the flight. Like, I don't know, if someone's like got bad breath and you don't want to fuck them again, <gasps> time for the Twin Towers. Have you heard there has been the second plane? At first it was just a bad one and we thought it was just like, it was just a one-off. A second plane has had to be turned around because a passenger has shat in the aisle. Oh, this has got to be Jetstar. (laughs) No, in America. The first time apparently, oh, and I feel bad because it was just an old lady who was suddenly struck. But then decided she was going to make a run for the toilet anyway, but just left a steaming pile all the way behind her. Apparently, a second person has now dropped a juice in the aisles. I haven't got more facts about that one as yet. Copy crap. (laughs) (laughs) No. Just go before you... Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't eat nachos in the fucking airport. (laughs) I never eat in the airport. Don't get fish tacos from a street vendor in Mexico before you get on your flight. Do you have, like, flight rituals? I do not eat. Before I get on a plane. For that Uh very reason. Because you go to the airport, it doesn't matter how fresh that stuff is, it's still airport food. Yeah. 
Well, see, I'm torn because I want to be so drunk. Yeah. I don't want – I want to sleep through the turbulence. But on the other hand, I need to be aware so that I can use all my skills that I've learned from, like, years of documentaries on how to survive a disaster so that I can, like, survive the disaster. Yeah. So I'm kind of caught between those two worlds, which just makes me, like, drunk and anxious. Yeah. Do you pick out people you're going to use as a corpse raft? I oh, 100%. Just, I do, all the time. Oh, my God, 100 And not just when I'm on a plane. <laughs> just on the bus, in the line at the shops, corpse raft. Recording a podcast. <laughs> I would flow pretty good. There's room for me on the door, Leo. You would use your titties at, like, stirring <laughs> devices. <laughs> anyway. uh, I just took the rest. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so they're not in a good relationship, all right? Yeah. She wants his plane to crash. <laughs> so what do you do when you're a married couple with a failing relationship? What do you do? Don't put me on that spot. I don't know. I thought I knew the secret to romance and apparently it's not referencing Motley Crue and quote unquote doing it all night. You want to have sex with a woman you keep complaining is too fat to have sex with and she wants your plane to crash and you have to burn alive. So what do you do? You commit to a home renovation. That's smart. Add some stress. Oh my God. Yes. Add some financial and environmental stress to your See, life. normally in this situation, people would be like, let's get married. Something to distract you for a couple of years. Yeah. They've already done that. Yeah. So their next step is home renovation. Home reno. The Cravens hired a contractor to do the work. The contractor's son worked for him and he began coming to the job site. Oh, hello. Yeah, he did. Hello. Russell Rusty McIntyre was in his early 30s and was a contractor by day and a baggage handler by night. He knows to throw. He knows how to throw a bag around. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll throw you back out. I'll treat you like an expensive guitar. <laughs> there will be no compensation for this. <laughs> he was married with children, and he too complained of having a difficult and troubled marriage. No. Now, do you want to see pictures of everybody involved now or later? No, now. I've already formed pictures in my mind. Okay. <clears throat> so who do you want to see first? Uh, I'd like to see Mr. Craven, the pilot. Okay, okay. Don't look. Okay, because we got Mr. Craven on one side and we got Mrs. Craven on the other side. Hang on. Okay. Let me... Eh. This is Mr. Craven. Stephen Craven. Stephen Craven. It, you know, because this is like, that's him and like the, you know, I'm like, ooh, early 2000s being a pilot. <coughs> you know, he's going to get you free little mini drinks. Yeah. And a free ride to Albuquerque. That's hot. That's pretty hot. You're going to have all kinds of, or at least one time you're going to be saying, you know, set your chair to the reclined position and your legs in the air. This is your pilot speaking. An oxygen mask will be deployed for me. There will be turbulence, bitch. (laughs) The in-flight movie is Boogie Nights. You're a star. You're a star. (laughs) You're a goddamn pilot. (laughs) 
<laughs> Who do you want to see now? Did you show the? I did, but it's 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 going to be hard. <laughs> That's what he said. Hello, that that doesn't focus like that. This one does. There we go. Okay, who do you want to see next? Uh, maybe the contractor. The contractor? Yeah. Ooh, okay. Okay, I've got to rip this in so you don't see someone else who's coming up later on. Okay. This is Rusty the contractor. Oh, Rusty the contractor. He looks like the bass player in my old band. Uh, <laughs> that's not good. So a sex offender. He was a sex offender, yeah. 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 Everyone you're in a band with was apparently turned out to be a sex offender. Oh, was in three bands, two of them had sex offenders. Yeah. Yay. Oh, good times. Good mm. times. Okay, so Rusty, he really does look like he plays Bioshock. <laughs> Fucking, if I could unleash some bees right now. Who do you want to see now? Oh, of course I've got to see Mrs. Craven. I've got to see the, the mortuarist, the mortuary assistant. <clears throat> the Morticia Adams to our story. Four okay. foot four. Four foot four. Four foot four. Four foot four. We have another photo, but I'll save that for later Related on. Related to Colky McCulkin. <laughs> Uh, look, she's just, you know, standard issue, unhappy housewife, mm-hmm. I think, pretty much. She's got some sweet kind of uh, Kim Deal breeder's hair going on there, which is pretty cool. She gets points for that for me. And would you like to see a picture of the Craven's ferret? I, what? They've got a ferret? They've got a ferret. This is new information that you... Wow, it's really... We're coming to the ferret. The ferret will play a pivotal part if not the most pivotal part in this story oh this this is a fucking first tier ferret with a speaking part oh my like look at that ferret though he's just like that ferret has been to prison no that's angry that's not happy no that's happy that's i'm a star that is the marilyn monroe of ferrets i love him this coming out of your bin you wouldn't think he's there to sign autographs he's there to bite your nipples i would be there to love him and give him Kisses. Yeah. No, you've got rabies. Yeah. It looks like an opossum. I love opossums. They're so lovely. They're so misunderstood. They do a very important part in the ecosystem and people should not be mean to them because they're very important. I'm sure they are. They are. Don't be mean to them. I'm just saying they look aggressive as fuck. You should be mean to fucking contractors named fucking Rusty yeah. who are going to do a shit job and... Fuck your wife. Spoiler alert. Well, you don't even need a spoiler alert because I can see he's wearing a particular shade of orange. Adele and Rusty began a torrid affair. Yes. Meanwhile, Adele's mother told Adele that if she was so unhappy, she should just get a divorce and actually gave her daughter $3,000 in 2000 money to get a divorce. Decent money. Mm. Yeah. That'll get you a divorce or maybe a 1987 IROC. I don't know what that is. Like a fucking white trash sports car. Oh, nice. Yeah. But Adele had become used to being well off. Oh, pilot money. Yeah. Yeah. And did not want to lose half of her shit to her husband. Yeah. So instead, Adele buckled down. And told the marriage counsellor and Stephen that counselling was working. Okay. Making a difference. While she simultaneously began convincing her lover to kill her husband. She's a persuasive little thing, isn't she? Mm. Stroking her ferret. 
<laughs> so, Mr. Bond, I want you to die. That's a very low rent goldfinger, isn't it? At best, stolen brass finger. Oh my god, gold class finger. <laughs> He's the man, the man with the upgrade touch. <laughs> Such a hot towel. We've never been in first class, we're only presuming. I know, I've just seen the TikToks. <laughs> I don't know what Apparently there's hot towels that apparently you put on your face. There you go. Because apparently you get... Dried out. That's worth the extra thousand dollars. A hot towel. Mm. Yep. Oh, oh my god! Apparently, there's like unlimited free drinks. Fucking challenge accepted. Fucking again, probably not Airways. worth the thousand dollars extra. Oh, fucking challenge accepted, mate. Okay. Challenge accepted. Little tip from someone that used to drink a lot on flights: uh, if you get the late flight coming back from Perth to Adelaide from comedy shows, they often have to empty out the drinks cart, so that would just give you booze. No. Yeah, I used to get fucked up. So which? Okay, tell us again. What is this? So what it was com- it was coming back from. Um, Perth to Adelaide. So uh-huh. we have to go Perth, Sydney, and then back to Adelaide. Uh, Perth. And the well, the booze carts are filled up by contractors. Yes. So they basically just go in there and they like, they quick load them up. So they would just have to get stock out of there so they didn't have to stock take it. Right? So they would just be like, do you want extra wine? I'd be like, yes. So instead of like going out for like a night on the town, you should just book a flight. Well, you had to book a flight to Perth and pay a lot of money for it. And then mm. on the way back, you'd get some very cheap, nasty Qantas booze. But yes. Worth it. Some somehow in my alcoholic mind it made economic sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make I'm like 100 percent on yeah. board. I get home. I was like, I lost heaps of money on this tour, but I got free piss. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. What else can you ask for? Exactly. Marry a pilot. Yeah. You live near the airport. I do. Get on that. I will. <laughs> <laughs> so they decided to do a home renovation. Instead, she's getting her pussy renovated. Yes, she is by a contractor. Contractor. Have we renamed prostitutes? They're now a contractor. If it involves lady, you're now a contractor. Absolutely. Oh my god. <laughs> Got my own ABN. A big <laughs> something with an N. It's and- not all gold, fuck. <laughs> She said about her pussy. Oh. Adele told Rusty, however, you know what was gold? What? Stephen's life insurance. Oh, being a pilot, fucking oath. Which was worth about a $500,000 payout. Closer to around a million dollars today. Yeah. And Adele assured Rusty that if he helped her to kill her husband then the two of them could begin a new, rich life together. Yes. But Rusty didn't think he was able to do the deed himself. A lot of that could have been affected by the fact that Stephen invited Rusty to come out fishing with him on the lake. Oh. Being blokey with other blokes on the contracting site. And the two of them actually went out on the lake and spent an afternoon fishing. And they hit it off. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen thought he had possibly found a new friend. Oh. 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 With Rusty. Oh. 
So Rusty went, you know what? I'm not sure if I can actually bludgeon your husband to death like a carp. <laughs> so he did what any contractor would do. Oh, he subbed it out. He subbed it out. <laughs> Get the apprentice on it. <laughs> Let's get a contractor in. So he got a contractor who worked for his dad's company called Ron Pryor. Okay. Oh, he's got Pryor. <laughs> it's unfortunate. These are some punny names here, man. The police were like, oh, I think I know who, who we're looking at for this one. Is it Kevin murdered before? Is it him? Is it McDonald? I did it. <laughs> oh. Ron agreed to kill Stephen. How much do you think? How Okay, so picture it. It's 2000. You're saving up for your... What's that shitty car you're saving up for? Your 1987 IROC Z. Woo! Okay. Yeah, press all the ladies. How much do you want to kill... Kill somebody oh, in that in the early nineties to kill someone. I want ten grand. <gasps> You're such a cheap whore. Well, I don't know. They offered him fifteen thousand. Okay, deluxe package. That's life changing. Their plan was simple, albeit stupid. Yeah, Ron would be led into the house, and then he would beat Stephen to death with a crowbar. Oh. And then ransacked the house so that when the police arrived, they would assume it was nothing more than a simple burglary gone wrong. And of all the things in America, in California, that's the dumbest fucking plan. Dumbest fucking plan ever. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of gun crime. Yeah. So on the morning of July 12th, 2000, Stephen surprised Adele. Okay. He went, you know what? To hell with it. He had had a friend from New York call and say that he could get some last minute tickets for a Broadway show. Ooh. Ah. Adele obviously didn't want to go. Oh. That's, so, that's the day of your murder. We can't do that. Yeah. So Stephen went, you know what? Well, to hell with you then. I... I'm going to fly to New York to see this show. Because, of course, working for Delta Airlines, yeah. he could actually work free. Although, when you've actually called in sick for work... I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Can, I don't, yeah. It's kind of like those people who are like, oh, no, I'm sorry, I can't come into work. And then post 800 photos of themselves like at a music festival, yeah. like deep-throating Axl Rose, and their <laughs> boss being like, ah. Well, you were definitely sick after the picture. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know how you can call in sick and then to Delta Airlines and then catch a Delta flight to a Broadway show. <laughs> it's pre-9-11. You get away with a lot in a plane. Okay. Yeah. So he was like, okay, fine, whatever. You don't have to go. I'm not going to let you ruin my good time, fatty, presumably, if you believe what she said. Yeah. So he's decided, you know what? He calls back his friend. I'm going to come to New York City. Yeah. Adele decides, nah, it's now or never. Okay. And she calls Rusty and tells him that he has to get there ASAP. One of the children was already away at a day camp 
and Adele sent her other child to a neighbour. Okay. Rusty <sighs> collected Ron. Would you like to see Ron? I do. I do want to see Ron Pryor. This is Ron Pryor. Oh, Ron. Where did it all go Ron, Ron? Uh, did you do it, Ron, Ron, Ron? Did you do, do it, Ron, Ron? 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 <laughs> uh, I didn't do it. These are my, this is my guilty neck. <laughs> I was innocent as a bird, I tell you. I was ringing a bell at a university in southern France with my head. I was in Notre Dame at the time. <laughs> I don't know how the fire started, Lord. <laughs> oh, Ron. <sighs> Ronald Scott Pryor. So Rusty collected Ron and made... Ron hide in the bed of his truck. Oh, God. And they drove to the Craven house. Okay. When he arrived, Stephen answered the door. And he told Stephen that he had called by Adele to fix the shower head of the shower. Okay, so this is, this is where there's some confusion. And it comes back to... The difference, I think, between European and American standards. Right. Because Americans, like, you know, the first floor that's on the street? Yes. They call the first floor. Yes. But people in Europe will tend to call that the ground floor. That's ground level. And then the next level, they will call the first level, but Americans call the second level. Yes. So, just because there's some discrepancies in, like, the different, like, newspaper articles, some people say, oh, this was in the basement. Some people say this was on the first floor. So, I think it was, like, a house where you have a garage that you drive into, but it's, like, below your living room, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like the Simpsons house. Yes. No. No, no, they've got a they've got a, a tacked on garage, but I know what you mean. Yes, so yeah. it's kind of so it'll be like a rumpus room above the garage. yeah. So there's some discrepancies here where it's like some reports were saying it's the basement, some people were saying the garage. It's just because. And if the film Zodiac taught me anything, it's that there's not many basements in Los Angeles. There you go, mm. plenty in this place apparently. There you go. Oh Lord, so <clears throat> excuse me. So he had to hide in the bed of the truck. And he was there to fix the shower head of the shower in the basement slash garage. Yes. Okay, so that kind of that big level. During this time, Ron snuck into the basement. Okay. Wanting to be completely cool and subtle and not draw attention to himself in any way whatsoever, Rusty then went outside and cranked the music to his truck really loud, which was parked outside the garage. What a fucking genius. Yeah, because, like, it'll cover everything. Was it Motley Crue? This won't draw attention. (laughs) If it's Motley Crue, they're just doing lots of fucking in there. (laughs) Meanwhile, Ron hid away in the basement. He was in a position prearranged by Adele so that Ron could see when Stephen was in place Without revealing himself. Oh, God, these fucking idiots. Adele lured Stephen into the basement by yelling, (coughs) Honey, the ferret is loose. Oh, is that code? 
Is that like uh, the, the owl is, is hooting at midnight? You tell us people of Kentucky. <laughs> the ferret is loose. <laughs> the ferret is loose. Is that just her taking her pants off? Is that code? The ferret's loose, baby. That is our next merchandise, Hunties. Honey, the ferret is loose. Oh, she loosed her ferret and I just had to. If Lou doesn't scream that the next time during coitus, then I don't know. <laughs> Stephen was completely unaware when Ron first struck okay. and struck and struck and struck. Hitting Stephen's skull with a crowbar 12 times. Oh, Jesus. So much so that his brains began to leak from cracks. Oh, fuck. Adele stood and watched everything. Fucking hell, lady. As Adele, Rusty and Ron stood around looking down at Stephen, he was laying in a pool of his own blood. Stephen's arm began to twitch. So Adele went and got the gun in the Craven house, a thirty-eight calibre Smith and Wesson handgun. I know, why not start there? Fucking hell, he had to suffer? She handed the gun to Ron and told him to shoot Stephen. Now! Twelve crowbar blows to the head later. And he complied, shooting Stephen in what was left of his head. Ron changed out of his murdering clothes. But Stephen was still breathing. Oh. How shit do you have to be at murder? Oh, look, to be perfectly fair, that could have just been like the base functions of the brain. No, I think they were just really shit. I think when you're at br- murder. when your brain is exposed from the twelve blows you've taken from a crowbar, that's just lizard and brain. And the bullet. And the bullet. And the bullet. That's just some lizard brain residual stuff going on. She gave the gun back to Ron and told him to shoot Stephen again. Fucking hell. Ron complied and this time shot Stephen twice in the head. So it was now 12 blows and three bullets. Fucking hell. John Wick is rolling his eyes at you right now. Yeah. (sighs) Adele told the others that she would wait until that night to accidentally discover the body because she had learned at mortician's school that the longer a body was dead before it was discovered made it so much harder to establish the time of death. Yeah, I think you're thinking of a much longer period. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Yeah. I think the time of death is between those hours. Yeah, it's usually it's like, oh, it's between like 12 and 2. Like, I, yeah, leaving in a couple of hours. Not a big deal. Yeah. Ron and Rusty left the house together. Of course they did. They went outside and got inside Rusty's truck that was blaring music, drawing everyone's attention, and drove away together. Right in front of all their neighbours. Genius. Adele left the house and went to the bank. 
cool, low-key. No one's going to check. No one's going to check. And withdrew a $4,000 cash advance on one of Stephen's credit cards. Of course. She then went to meet Rusty at Verizon Wireless Store, where she paid the outstanding $1,308.36 on his mobile phone account so he could have his phone reconnected. Fuck. Because up until this period, he was using Stephen's phone that she had taken from him and had given to Rusty. What a fucking pointless death. And on the day of the murder, had called each other 12 times. Oh my God, these fuckwits. I'm just saying, if it comes to, and it takes 12 phone calls to work out the details, you haven't planned enough. No. Yeah. Abort the plan. Yeah. Abort the plan. If you're making phone calls at all on the day of the murder, abort the plan. So she paid off his phone account. The two then went to lunch in a public location. Oh, my God. She then gave Rusty $1,000 to pay Ray as a sort of a down payment. Yeah. He was totally going to get the other fourteen grand once the life insurance yeah. paid off. Yeah. Also, Rusty, come on, man. Get the payment up front. Yeah. The two separated and Rusty went to give Roy the money and Adele went shopping. I'm totally going to do an alibi after I've had lunch with my lover who was seen driving away from my husband. Yeah, after I've just handed over a whole bunch of cash. Fucking hell. Rusty dumped the gun and bullets in the woods and threw the bloodied clothes in a public bin. Ten hours after the murder. So this is her... Leaving a huge amount of time where forensics will never be able to like narrow when he possibly died exactly. down. It's just a mystery. Oh, 10 hours. Well, it could be yesterday. It could be. It's nearly midnight. Do we even investigate? Yeah. Oh. Nah. 10 hours after the murder, Adele showed up at the home with her two kids in the car. Mother of the year. Then went banging in the door of her next door neighbour asking to use the phone to call 911. Adele said, The front door is standing open and there is a light on in the office and my husband is supposed to be in New York. I don't know what could possibly be happening. Because in my mind she was just using a fake Frank accent for no reason whatsoever the police arrived and found Stephen dead who no as part of their investigation the police searched Adele's car yeah and they found a few things that made them a little bit suspicious you know it's always just like it's a random hair you know or a cigarette with lipstick that you're like oh. I'm guessing it's fucking more blood than Carrie Good guess. 
The boot contained suitcases with clothes packed only for Adele and her two sons. Oh, my God. The cases also contained her passport. All of the children's relevant information, such as birth certificates and all of their insurance papers, mortgage papers, as well as her makeup and her phone charger. See, that's when you know it's real, when the phone charger is parked. Yeah. Yeah. Up until this stage, I'm like, well, it's just, you know, irrelevant. It's circumstantial phone charger. In your case, if they've packed the Xbox. Oh. Oh, seriously. Like, I have the limited edition blood red Resident Evil Xbox 360. If you think I'm not running in there to save it from a fire, you're a fool. Yeah. Matching controller. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I want to be buried with it. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> so they found all of this. They found the clothing. They found the phone charger. There was also the fact that one of the deputies that arrived at the scene informed detectives that he had, in fact, caught Adele and Rusty having sex in the back of Rusty's truck out the back of their church just a couple of weeks ago. Oh, my God. It really didn't teach her much at mortuary school, did they? It took eight days after the murder before Adele was arrested. Eight fucking days? I can't believe it took eight days. That's incredible. Yeah. The police wanted to arrest Rusty as well, but they had to wait. Because, what do you think Rusty had been doing? So, okay, so I've just killed the husband of my lover. Yeah. What What do you do next? To be like, just totally cool. I'm not going to draw attention to myself. What does a reasonable person do? Well, there's no such thing as a reasonable murderer. But what, you know, say, completely, completely... Not going to draw attention to myself. Yeah, you're not going to change your normal. routine. You're going to do normal things. You know, you're not going to do anything dumb. No big spins. Yeah. You go on a week-long Disney cruise. What? That was paid for by Adele by yourself. That's fucking weird. You've left your wife and children at home to take yourself on a Disney cruise. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) Taylor's oldest time. Like, it's a Disney cruise. Like, those cruises are meant for families with children. And you're a single red-headed man in your 30s by yourself. That alone makes you a convicted, sex-offending, murdering serial killer. I mean, but you wouldn't want to judge. that. You know, maybe single men can enjoy Disney and not be harvesting adrenochrome. Not a redhead on a... Disney cruise by himself? Yeah. I think, yeah. I, th- I think you're being a bigot. Mm-hmm. I think single red-headed men can attend Disney cruises if they want. Doesn't necessarily mean they're a murderer. Really? I'm... 100% they're all murderers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Any of them on a cruise right now, murderer. <laughs> <laughs> so then he came back from the Disney cruise and was promptly arrested. Funny that. Hmm. 
Adele pleaded her innocence the entire time. Rusty broke down immediately and confessed and incriminated Ron. Oh, what? But this wasn't the only evidence mounting against Adele. Eight people told police that Adele had wanted Stephen dead. Eight. Eight. Eight people. And had asked one of the witnesses to find her a hitman. What? Casual, low-key, subtle. What, did she ask a marriage counsellor? Oh, fucking hell. (laughs) The Craven's regular babysitter... What? ...testified that Adele had told her that if anything ever happened to Stephen, she should not ask her anything about it because Adele did not want to have to lie to her. Oh, my God. The prosecution was seeking the death penalty for all three. Yeah. Adele, Rusty and Ron. Unexpectedly, a judge severed their cases and each one was tried separately. Right. In April of 2022, Ron, who was described... By his own defence team as a, quote, slow thinker. Was his defence lawyer the ferret? He was found guilty and was sentenced to death. Oh, wow. Okay. Rusty, however. Yeah. I just picture him in Mickey Mouse ears. Took a deal to testify against Ron and was granted a life parole for a minimum of 25 years. So they took the death penalty off. The fuck? What? This stage, Rusty's wife filed for divorce. Oh, no. Who'd have thunk it? Best move she's ever made. Best one, absolutely. Adele's trial lasted for seven weeks and ended... With a hung jury. You're kidding me. Eight thought she was not guilty. Three thought she was guilty as hell and should be hanged. And one was undecided. And in December of 2002, a mistrial was declared. Fucking hell. How? <coughs> You made me intake booze. Don't. They, yeah, you tell the cops that. Prosecutors went back to Ron and offered him a deal where the death penalty was removed from his sentence and his sentence was changed to life with the chance of parole after 25 years if he testified against Adele yeah. at the retrial. Same deal was offered to Ron. Yep. And in January of 2004, Adele was retried for the murder of her husband. Prosecutors spent five weeks presenting so much evidence. Yeah. They called 60 witnesses, which included her beautician, her marriage counsellor, 
her sister, <laughs> her babysitter, and her neighbours. Adele's defence was that, yes, she had had an affair with Rusty, but she was having counselling, and Rusty was a drunk, and he went off his depression medication, and he had stalked and seduced her. Oh, And then he had killed her husband in a bed to keep her for himself. Adele's claimed that Rusty had emotional problems and claimed he had once had an angry outburst and attempted to choke a fellow Delta employee. Oh. That's why your baggage keeps getting lost in economy. (laughs) Apparently they're too busy strangling each other. In response, Rusty gave testimony outlining the many planning sessions he and Adele had had. This quote. I talked with her about different ways to ambush Stephen. Options included on a bike trail, on his boat, and in the house. Yes. She even discussed killing him herself. She told me if she ever got the chance, she would shoot Steve. Which is a lie, because she had a chance. She had a couple of chances. Didn't fucking do it. Adele took to the stand and testified for a total of 14 hours. Holy fuck. Over two days. No wonder her lover's phone was $1,000 in debt. Fucking hell. It could have been an email. (laughs) Adele would often talk so low, the jurors had to formally complain to the judge that they could not hear what she was saying. Adele attempted to paint herself as the victim and that Stephen was a structured person who complained about her weight and when she spent money, but she claimed she totally loved him anyway and totally wouldn't kill him. Which is bullshit. Call me fat once, dead. (laughs) But as the trial progressed, Adele must have felt that this trial was slipping away from her. So she took a last-minute deal, pleading guilty in exchange for waiving the right to appeal, the death penalty was removed. And on April the 27th, 2004, I can't believe this has taken four years, was sentenced to a life sentence, but... With a minimum of 20 years without parole. That included time served. Get fucked. Afterwards, the jury were questioned and all 14 members of the jury were ready to find her guilty of murder. Yeah. Should have just let it play out. Yeah. Stephen Craven's brother, Bill Craven, who was now raising the Craven's children in his home in Atlanta, received a call from their, from his wife and mother at 11am in the morning that Adele was going to confess. So he went to the airport, jumped on a plane, and was in the courtroom by 2.30pm. Nice. And at 3pm, Adele entered the courtroom and pleaded guilty. 
Bill Craven told reporters, I always knew she was guilty. It was so obvious to us. Yep. And literally anyone with eyes. Yeah. And the detective who saw them having sex (laughs) and the officer that searched the car and found all of their legal documents and her babysitter and her marriage counsellor and her beauty therapist. The ferret. The ferret? (laughs) The ferret, you. Oh, God. To hear her say she is guilty is the most valuable thing of all. Bill then flew back to Atlanta where he was going to have to sit his two nephews down and tell them that their mother had killed their father. That's a brutal chat. Obviously, minus the graphic details, which Bill Craven said, that's for them to find out when they are older. See, now that... I'd rather most. I think there's a lot of men that would rather have that than the sex talk with their kids. <laughs> you can find that out when you're older too. When you're older, but but it, it's one of those things. Like of this day and age, like there's no way you're ever gonna hide all of those details no. from the kids. Like no. they're. I mean, they would have already been on the internet. They would have already searched this yeah. in a cafe. But it was reading from the record, like up until that point where yeah. she had actually like on the phone, she had written letters to the kids. saying, don't believe anything. I totally 100% didn't kill your father Um, (sighs) and pretty much lied to the kids for the next four years until she came out and made the announcement, oh, yeah, I used your ferret as a ruse to lure your father into the basement slash garage, first floor, second floor, whatever the fuck, America. Use the metric system. And killed your father. Imagine losing your ferret and your dad. Oh. Oh. No, I choose to believe the ferret went with the kids. I think so too. Yeah. Poor little ferret. Poor little ferret. He didn't deserve... He was framed. The most wronged person in this story is the ferret. Framed Frederick Ferret. (laughs) Poor little ferret. Maybe he got McCulkey Culkin to (laughs) fill in the gaps in his heart. Yeah. And he could learn to love again. Not that there's anyone doing research into the possibility of this, but just know if you are considering murdering your spouse for insurance money, you never, ever get that money. No. Ever. No. There's always a coronial inquest. Well, you know what? If you really hate the person that you're with and you're like, I hate just being the centre of everything, I want to get away from them, don't think to murder them is the way out Mm. because then you're in this situation where you literally spend the next four years having to talk about them and defend yourself. Just take the $3,000 from your mother and get a divorce. Get a divorce. Move on. Shack up with the contractor. Yeah. You know what? Maybe the ferret won't have a gilded cage anymore, but it's worth it. Just move on. And you didn't have to fucking murder someone. And you didn't have to fuck a redhead. Oh. That's the worst tragedy of all. My son's got red hair. Don't worry, he's not into Bioshock. You're safe. (sighs) So awkward. Very. Yeah, so, you know what? Just, if you're thinking about it, don't. Don't blame the ferret. Don't blame the ferret. Don't use an innocent ferret as a device to lure men into your murder pit. Yeah. 
The ferret's loose. <laughs> well, I must go now. Wow. Yeah. So, you know what? Instead, you know what? Say, fuck it. Take the $3,000. Get a divorce. Even if you don't have $3,000. Yeah. Get a divorce. Move on. Because you know what? There are better horizons. And you need to go find yourself. You know what's better than a pilot? A mothman. A mothman. Yeah. Real mothman eats the carpet. Yeah. And there's no no in necrophilia. Or and there's certainly no insurance payout in it either. <laughs> certainly not. We need to get you a new catchphrase. We really do. This one's as thrashed as a 1987 IROC Z with the Motley Crue belting out of the, <laughs> oh. the tape deck. Oh, fucking. Come on, fucking bees. <laughs> fucking fire. Fire. Oh, I got nothing. You got nothing. <sighs> Guess you're drywalling. <laughs> Oh my god, if only I had some McCulkey Culkin to Cul- like. Corky McCulkin. Cock the shit up. Jesus Christ. I'm going to stop this. Please do. <laughs> <laughs>